Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Creative Insider podcast number 58 with me, Georgi Leshtarsky. In this podcast episode, I had the pleasure to talk to the Italian car designer and podcaster Chris Di Porto. Chris has studied in Turin and has professional experience in France and Italy before moving to Japan. He's also the founder of the CDP podcast, the podcast about car design, and a podcast I would I really suggest you to try. Um, but before we start the conversation, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, and I want to remind you that if you want to support the podcast, you can do that for free by just subscribing to the platform you're listening to, if it's possible, and of course, leaving a good review. If you would like to stay in touch with what is going on in the show without needing to listen every single episode or checking our social media channels, uh, and so that we can stay in touch with you, whatever it happens, you can subscribe our newsletter on thecreativeinsider.com. By doing so, you're getting also a free guide about how to organize your digital filing system. So I suggest you to do that. Another great way to support us is, of course, spreading the word with your friends, colleagues, and family. And, of course, by following our social media channel, which are at TCI Podcast, which is Instagram, and the LinkedIn page, The Creative Insider. If you can, and you want, and you really think that our podcast gives you some extra value and you enjoy our guests and stories that we try to bring up on the table and you want us to improve the quality, make a video podcast, buy better mics. Um, yeah, you can support us with a little financial support on Patreon. You'll find a link in the description uh, and you'll be able to pay us five bucks a month. Or if you think that's too much, you can uh, go there and set up another amount of money. And as soon as possible, I will be uh, deciding what will be the perks for all the people that are subscribing. For now, consider it like the hat of a digital street artist, so where you can put some little money. But yeah, that's enough for now. I don't want to take more of your time. Just enjoy the conversation with Chris DePorto. The whole world stops just like that. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hi, uh, I'm fine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and having me in this uh, podcast. Yes, I'm fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> everything is good. Um, I was thinking before recording the podcast that um, you are the first guest that we are doing intercontinental, but in the other direction, because you're connected from <laughs> Japan. And uh, you, you're not Japanese, but uh, you're connected from that side of the world. Um, so, Chris, you can you can introduce yourself a little bit to the audience uh, and tell people what you do. Yes, for of course. Uh, so, hi everybody. I'm Christopher Di Puerto, uh, but everybody calls me Chris, uh, especially in Japan because my name is too long. So, uh, I'm a car designer, but basically, let's say I'm let's say I'm a designer. Um, 
uh, I'm uh, focusing in uh, design interior of cars. Uh, in this current moment, I'm in Japan, uh, which I'm living and working there. Uh, I studied in Italy first, uh, when I, I studied in uh, YAD, Instituto Art Applicata Design. Uh, I had several experience uh, during my work and lifestyle. I've been also in France, which I had the internship for Renault Design. Then I moved, uh, I, I back to Italy. I worked for some Italian company, uh, like Consultasi Italian Design Company. And uh, now I'm in Japan. <laughs> it's uh, an amazing experience. Like uh, I moved everywhere and now I'm here, yes. I'm designing cars interior. When I started the podcast, it was um, always something that I was thinking to do. It's interviewing a car designer uh, because for me, the um, car design is very fascinating, um, especially but someone that lives in Germany here, you know, like the Germans are crazy about cars and they have all these companies and um, every city that uh, hosts one of the companies has uh, museums like I've been to the Mercedes Museum to the BMW m Museum I've been to in Wolfsburg they have a it's called the car city uh, so I visit the whole car city I've never had the chance here next to to me a few kilometers away there is the Opel Museum also and uh, I need to visit the Audi Museum yet, but um, and I've been to Modern, of course, when I was in Italy, and visit the the Museum of Ferrari. Um, so for me, this is this this um, has been a very interesting um, world because it's similar to architecture, but way more like futuristic, way more. Uh, I don't know. I was m curious to explore the the behind the scenes of of this um, industry. Um, but I start every time I want to understand since the beginning of, of your life, when was the moment in your life where you were sure you wanted to to attempt a professional career as a car designer? How this passion started when in your life? And yeah. Uh, let's say I want to start. Uh, everything starts since I was a kid, basically. That's crazy because uh, I really love the cars. Everyone starts with this kind of dream uh, about cars. And uh, also I had a, a kind of creative knowledge behind, I can say thanks to maybe my mom. Um, and uh, I start when I was six to draw my first cars with the wheels. With, of course, there was no a perfect proportion. And then I continue, I continue. Uh, I, I, I had every time I had these passions, like when I studied, also I was in high school, I was continuing to draw and draw cars. For example, there was the teacher that explained the history. I'm sorry for her, but in that moment, even though I, she was uh, explaining, I was dreaming my cars in the paper. So every time I was drawing <laughs> and uh, what's happened, the, I can say the magic moment happened when I was 18 years old. Uh, I can tell, uh, say honestly that before then, I didn't know anything about existence of car design school. So it was, I was 18 and one day, one time my friends give me some um, kind of uh, paper, like information paper, you know, when you want to decide your future. And he say, Chris, you're a design, you every time always draw cars, you like cars. Wow, I found this for you. 
and I say, wow, there is existence of this. And I start to make, I can say, uh, I start to take information and I say, oh, wow, there are car design school. Of course, it's uh, not like uh, university. So there are private school and are, are almost a bit expensive. Uh, I tried several and uh, at the at the end, uh, there was this school that the name is IAD, uh, Institute of Art Applicata and Design in Turing, which I found, uh, okay, I say to my parents, I say, I want to go there if there is possibilities. So they say, okay, we, 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 we feel you want to go, we, we help you. And I can tell you, I was lucky because I, I saw about, I see about many people, they I were not lucky. For me, it was a kind of be lucky to do what I want. I say, wow, I'm designing. I will be a car designer. So it's something that I was dreaming since I was six years old. And, uh, and then I started, started. And uh... how did you how did you express? I mean, because um, it's not uncommon for boys. Also, me, when I was a kid, I was very much um, passionate about cars. And um, I would draw cars, I would check like uh, in these uh, newspapers, all the uh, commercials of cars. Um, I knew all the brands, all the models. Um, did you have also this kind of passion or you just had the passion of the shape of the cars or were you also passionate about uh, race races like, uh, you know, Formula One is very popular in, in Europe, especially. Um, what were the kind of... Uh, how did you sh show your passion for for cars a part of was all these things also or i think it's connected but i want to make a point that is really important i feel now uh, i'm growing and i feel like i'm not only a petrol head uh, it means i'm not only passionate about cars i love cars I had a passion, as you said, as you asked me, for example, about Formula One, my family support, we are supporter of Ferrari. Of, so it's kind of really easy for uh, Italian. And every time there was this kind of Sunday waiting for uh, the race. And uh, still now I'm a supporter. So it's a kind of passion you have inside. But of course it's like also, let's say I had a passion for cars, but also it was like, uh, when you see something, uh, I had also passion, passion for shape. It was interesting that the first object I really liked, uh, that it created my fantasy was not like a really car that everybody likes. It's really a car of Fiat. I would like, uh, it was a just a common car and I was just fascinated. Just, uh, I, uh, I was in that moment, there was like, oh, I want this car. I want the car model. But the, the, in that moment, it was so difficult to find that the car model, my father went crazy. And I start to draw it because I start to develop my creativity and I start to draw it. Since I started, I start to draw it every time. And I can say before I was more uh, into the current car, but now since the time is going ahead, I really love it. Also the classic cars, everything, everything can have a moment. So let's say I developed a lot. I understand. I, I understand. But which model, which model of Fiat where was your favorite one? You will laugh a lot. <laughs> I, I'll guess the multipla. 
No, uh, <laughs> before Multipla, do you know the Fiat Marea? Uh, yes, I think so, yes. Let's say it was not the most beautiful car in the world, but I don't know why in my mind I, I want to draw this, I want to draw this car. <laughs> it was, uh, when I tell this story in university, because um, in my first year, there was a kind of course that uh, they asked to us, which is the object cre uh, create, insert you, the creativity, help to you to become what do you want to do. And uh, it was that. When I say this in front of my professor, so it was, uh, oh, really? I was, so everybody can say maybe the Panda or a Ferrari or everything. You're saying something that is completely out of the box. <laughs> I was like this. Oh yeah, I remember this car. I think my aunt had um, had this <laughs> this car. Basically, they have had um, many many cars which have the same front but the different uh, yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's um, what that was also from the so to say worst year of Fiat, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. In that period of time, Fiat was not doing great at all, not and the then they they did the um, Fiat 500, and then they started going up again. Um, but I'm curious, like, what was the, um, how did you get accepted into this school? Like, what did you need to do? Did you need to apply with a portfolio or you just needed to pass a test, subscribe and yeah. Uh, just is, uh, when I, when I start, when it was, uh, it was 2011. Uh, so I don't know now many things are changed, so I really don't know, but when uh, I processed, uh, so I just sent it uh, a kind of bunch of sketches I had. Uh, ah, and also there was a kind, they were making a kind of contest, I remember, for having the a kind of scholarship. I just send everything. Of course, I didn't was hoping to get the scholarship. I send all my stuff and I say, I want to be... I want to enter in this school. How can I get inside? They just reply after a few weeks. I send everything. After a few weeks, uh, they reply to me and they say, okay, uh, Chris, uh, you can come uh, to visit our school. We can have an interview to see your attitude. We want to explain how is this, this school. Uh, I call school not university because I learned really a lot. I can say I learned a lot. The process is completely different from university. It's really practical. And uh, yes, I was like, uh, wow, I go to, I made the interview. It was like two hours and a half of interview. I still, now I'm still friend with the guy who make me the interview. Is a really, and it was really, uh, I mean, tough because he said to me, if you join here, you need to remember that uh, every Saturday, Sunday, you will draw. You will not go to skiing in the mountain or you will not to play soccer game, or you will not. So you need to stay really focused. I said, okay, no problem. I don't like skiing. <laughs> and I, I say, okay, let's go, let's do it. So then after this first phase, there was another step. I passed the second step and uh, I was inside. What, what, of course. what was the second step? It was another interview just because in that moment they were designing, uh, there were two different course, but now it's canceled. There was transportation design course and uh, mobility. Uh, mobility, I don't remember really well the, the name. 
they just want to know which were your attitude but uh, i can tell you i decide uh, they say we will just prove your attitude then you can also decide there is no problem is uh, really easy there is uh, so but then i decide to when they accept me and then i decide to join to transportation design that basically is the same course what is the difference yeah what is the difference between it was uh, uh, now they cancelled unfortunately i think it was one of the most advanced things because we were they, there was one of the first school in italy having this course it was mobility system thinking not only about the car process but all the mobility system around that i think now with the develop the development of uh, uh, the, what is happening in this moment, I think is really important. It's just, I, I mean, the problem was, uh, it was experimental process. So that's what bit me problematic because I saw the student of that course, they didn't have possibilities maybe to focus more on sketching because they, they have a lot of hours, more hours. So they have like three lessons more than me, uh, than transportation design course. And it was a bit hard, I can understand. Uh, but I can tell you, I think now mobility are really interesting. It's something that, uh, let's say, in, I'm talking about car design, but let's say in design process is something is really important because we have to think about the system and the process and not only about the object that is a car. Of course, I'm passionate about cars, but now we have to think how we can use this car or this object. Let's let, let's not run too fast. I'm, I want to un understand more about yeah. like your formation and then we'll go deeper into your process nowadays because it's interesting okay, to okay. see because um, I've seen like um, you said you said it's quite expensive to study at this uh, school. Um, can you tell us more a little bit what was what were the range of of uh, like uh, things that how much it costs and what were the costs and also like if you if this school also offers some sort of scholarships and things like that uh, so when i started i think it was cheaper than now i really don't know the actual situation let's say i don't really remember but of course it was more than a common university uh, and of course there was a scholarship, but it was like a contest scholarship, uh, just three guys win the scholarship, which you want, which are my friends currently, and uh, they are working in the car industry. Um, I mean, it's uh, around, if I remember well, uh, I don't remember. Uh, Rough um, numbers are uh, okay. Okay, around uh, 5,000 euros for a year. So, oh, okay. And I can, I can tell you, it was one of the cheapest solutions. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about car design school, because if you go in, US, in America, in US, you, you, it's like I heard about art design. The school in Pasadena, for example, is 50,000. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they have crazy. It's crazy, no? Yeah, yeah. But uh, how many so, years was it? Three, two? Mine was three years. Three years. Yes. Okay. And then, yes. of course, you need yes. to consider that you need to move, um, move to live in Turin. You need to. Exactly. You didn't. You 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 don't. Ha you will need to have some expenses on. I don't know. Papers, computers. Uh, no. Computers, everything. 
everything exactly you need to buy a new pc because in that moment you arrive there and you need a pc with a good photoshop i mean you need a powerful pc because <laughs> you have to use photoshop 3d program also you need something that is uh, portable and personal so i mean that's the solution uh yeah uh, the expense for me i, I can say is expensive even though there are more school more expensive but it was expensive uh because my parents pay for me and i say thank you for that every time uh they it was a kind of really investment but of course everyone can invest on themselves so yeah also because as you have said like you don't have any free time so you it's very hard to work and study in the same time um i don't know if you have had any like experience like this or some of your friends have, have been able to to work and study in the same time especially car design it's i guess it's very hard uh it was really difficult to, i mean all of my colleague and friends uh, they were just doing that i remember it's really rare but someone is doing i remember also i can tell you to go in this kind of school some people like uh, maybe they sell the car uh, to to enter because and it was really appreciable because it was like people with big passion and now these people working in the as industrial designer or as car designer so they're working in this field and are really able so they invest a lot in their talent but the problem was yes was like you don't really have time to do anything else but of course, for me, it was a pleasure <laughs> because I, I really love uh, the three years in university. They were amazing. I had amazing, uh, there were amazing people around me. The atmosphere was really good. I never uh, regret that. I never. I really, it was like a dream realizing your dream. And uh, I was really, it was one of uh, the happiest period of my life, let's say. And um, okay, you arrived there, you got accepted and you started. So what were the first few months, the first year? What um, do they teach you? Because every time I see, for example, car designers, sketches and concepts, they look always super crazy. So you, you guys must be super good at drawing, I guess. So you'll need to learn a lot of that. What what were the first um, the first things that you learned in a in a school of for car designers? So let's say the first years was not really into the car design, especially the first semester were really focused on basic design. That's why we had the, the same class with the people of industrial design. So for one year, basically, we had the same course with the industrial design people, and. Uh, uh, it was interesting, but it was really hard for me because you enter in a field that is designed. And also you have the set, the set of your mind is just, you want to draw car. You want to sketch car as a crazy, but doesn't work like that. You need first to learn the basic and basic design means like uh, just making a basic shape on paper with the Copic marker. You have also to understand the rendering technique, everyone, everything by hand. And I can tell you, I was not really able. It was like that first period, it was really hard. But I don't know how can I say, I enjoyed everything because after that, this is, is in your mind. So you can use every time you need. 
uh, and um, yes, that was all. It was basic design. Was um, there was also uh, sketch for uh, there was the sketching class, and uh, I still remember my teacher that he was super tough. He was giving a lot of quantity because his idea was quantity will make quality uh, because the for them for him it was important to reach a good hand and then for example in the second semester already we were start to focusing on more on the okay we we are continuing to learn the basic design part but we were just already focusing on more conceptual part but let's say first year was more focused on learning everything and then second year was more focused on all, all course of pure car design like exterior design course, like you sketch exterior of cars, interior design, you learn about the interior. And then there were Photoshop, alias, 3D modeling. It was really important. Um, all this stuff that can create a complete designer, let's say. Um, and the, in the end, the third year was more focused on like reaching a good level, like a professional level. That means you have a, uh, like the teacher was not already almost teaching you perspective already you you are you need, you must know that how to draw perspective of car you or how to do how to draw cars in a professional way and it was like a simulation of the job of the real job like we make the first step sketching phase phase then we make uh, the more step with the photoshop and then we go to the final rendering with a big presentation, with this big printing, we print this, our big car. It was really sensational. And also we didn't also do cars. We had also motorcycle course that was really interesting. For me, it was really hard, but I can say, if I can come back sometimes, I would love also to have more focusing on that. Because like, let's say the taste changed a lot during time, but, it was like this and um you were someone that have been drawing his whole life cars and uh have been definitely passionate about it and uh you have had your personal experience you know as a amateur as a passionate uh, yeah. what were for example sketching wise or drawing wise the um, the things that uh, when you was there some lessons that you got about drawing per like by per hand or by sketching in these classes where you thought oh now this thing it's uh, a game changer because you have done it like on your own on your feeling and was there some technique or something that they taught you at the university that it, it made you really way better or it was just about that you have been focused 24-7 to draw, 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 and then you got to be good. Uh, I would like to answer in this way. The first step, especially the first year, I focused a lot on how to learn to sketch because I, I really, compared to my colleagues, I really had the passion, but I didn't have the hand. I mean, I come, uh, my studies before this university were not something in artistic field or something connected to design, nothing. It was scientific studies. So it was not really disconnected. So that's why uh, my first period, I was really 24 seven. 
really i can say and i failed a lot i failed i failed i failed i failed but i never stopped i said uh, you never you, you i never give up and also i spent for example uh, my first year was terrible i'm not hiding i mean not that i was still not skilled what i've done i spent my summer i took a plick of uh, paper and i start to say okay i should you spend my summer just drawing 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 because one i like <laughs> one i like i like and two yes you can feel the improvement every day you sketch every day you feel the improvement and it's like your brain is uh, became more open because now you start to understand okay now i draw the basic cube but now this cube is becoming a car um and also you de develop some technique uh, you make your own technique to how to draw and then i continue to develop my skills until the the third year but i'm still developing my skills i'm still learning i never stop is uh, that's the trick of course you need to be creative it's like no you draw the current car no you need to be really out of the box because uh, everything doesn't start to draw something with four wheels you need to concept and focus more on the concept yes i have seen some of your drawings and they're like barely something that you could recognize uh you can recognize some motive or motion shape but it's not really a car in some of the concept you have done and um you said you have done a lot of photoshop and 3d modeling so which software did you use to to do the 3d models in uh, on the computer and what do you do in um, photoshop it's sort of a matte, matte painting or something like that um so what what is the digital the digital drawing part of the job which softwares uh and if like what did you learn back then and what do you use in your professional work what is the industry standard if there is any if you if you can share a little bit more about no. the software part yeah um uh, let's say about the the software uh the must to use in uh in a car design company is Photoshop because uh, we are now we are drawing all digital uh, because in this moment in this current pe period the Photoshop is the like the tool that can allows you to make things really faster uh, you can be some there are some steps that you can be also be creative but there are some steps you need to be a little bit more rigid when you make a rendering so real rendering is a little bit different from a creative part and it's also more uh, i mean in industry is more something it depends by the workflow of the company many company has different way but of course photoshop is the must tool uh, and about uh, 3d modeling uh, about 3d modeling software about 3d modeling uh, when i was student i used to I learned uh, Elias and uh, uh, Rhino chairs, uh, Rhino. Uh, but uh, Rhino has more uh, an usage more for industrial design, let's say. It, it's easy to use. Uh, but Elias is more, uh, Elias in uh, automotive version, is the Elias uh, Autodesk Automotive. Uh, that is like uh, more, let's say, if you are a designer, you can use for, uh, it depends which is more really technical 
and uh, that's why there is uh, this uh, in uh, our industry we like we are designer part there is the designer part and the modeling part which there is the modeler that you take your sketch your drawing your rendering and then you realize the 3d modeler and with modeler you follow the process uh, and then you develop in many different way still depends by the company for example once the model uh, is done, the model will be milled, uh, and then you can follow a clay model process, and uh, you continue, uh, you can uh, you can go back and uh, make a kind of fixing. But this is the more te most technical part. I think now in car design, one uh, some program that are really useful for designers, especially if you want to draw car, is uh, tools like Blender, or uh, alias Maya, that they have this kind of a sub D uh, style of modeling that are really useful for designers who want to express their shape in a fast way in 3D because they are really fast. Like with alias, if you want to do your car, maybe you need one week by yourself. But with this program, if you are one day, you can create something and you can understand really well how the, the, the object is going. And then also the rendering step is really fast to use. Um, yes, basically this is, I can say, is the tools we are using in the current moment in the company. And uh, in Photoshop, do you, do you use Photoshop with some like tablet, uh, graphic tablet with which you draw directly in Photoshop or you just post produce some sketches you do by hand? What kind of use do you do of Photoshop? Okay, about Photoshop, uh, we have this kind of uh, tablet. I, I mean, uh, the most important brand is Wacom, everybody knows, but uh, it depends. Uh, I mean, uh, I like to use the both because there is the like the normal tablet, like, uh, and there is the one like is the screen one, like the, they call the Cintiq. Uh, that is a, like a big screen and you, you directly draw. It depends by your skills and your workflow. Some people really like uh, to draw directly on Photoshop. My style, I use also to, for example, take a sketch, drive, draw a sketch, and on this sketch, then I, I put color, material. It depends, of course, which is the target and the focus, and I will finish on photoshop to make a like, like let's say a beautiful uh, realization of that work uh, so that is the most so uh, important when thing. you when you mentioned like car renderings you meant like uh, um, highly realistic photoshop collages where you apply materials to parts or to the car or you just meant like rendering in within the 3d program which renderize it and then you do some <clears throat> adjustments in Photoshop. This is depends by the process, but the most process you mentioned the kind of part of collage, let's say, I don't use to call collage because some people are really able to just take a draw, a drawing and make a rendering. Some other people are really able to make a collage and realize some ideas. That's for the rendering part rendering process but because um, i'm asking you about the rendering because in architecture um what we call rendering is like we build a 3d model 
of the building in a software which can be Rhino, can be 3ds Max, can be Cinema 4D. And then we have apply materials in that software and we have rendering engines that calculate light and everything. And for example, V-Ray and then what comes out, it's like a virtual picture. Is the same what you mentioned or it's something slightly different? No, I feel a bit different. For example, what you mentioned, we can use, for example, in the step when you already you are developing your design and you have the 3D model and you want to fix something. This is possible. Uh, but after that, you like you take the, the rendering and you pass from to the modeler, the cast modeler, and you, you will make the adjustment on the 3D. But it's completely, I think, a different process. It depends. Could be also this process, as you mentioned, could be possible. But what I've done until now in the current company, it was not uh, possible for me. So we never use this. I more use the part like uh, more collage, let's say collage style. Like you take uh, the picture, you use the wheelbase or you use, it depends on uh, interior, exterior, but you will use a kind of picture. And from that picture, you develop your design. I understand. And what I'm curious also about the process in car design and if you got um, taught this at the school you went is like what differentiates to me uh, car design from architecture is that um, architecture it's more like static. We have a building and um, we can f like uh, within the regulations and the needs of the city we can shape the building and then all the engineers which um, bring in all the climatization electricity and things like that adapt to the form but cars are moving a lot of moving parts the car move itself there is a lot of safety there is a lot of aerodynamics uh there is a lot of different engineering like let's say the biggest part of the car is also the engine because without engine the car doesn't move um so what kind of knowledge you have to know uh, connected to the engineering? Like, how does it work in the process of building a new car? Do you first fix the shape and then the engineers need to work within this shape and figure out where to put the different parts? Um, and also, like, you have to know some aerodynamics, I guess, because... I don't know if you design a car which is very inefficient, when we will consume a lot of fuel. I don't know. No, uh, that's interesting because sometimes it's like uh, every a lot of people is wondering that how it works, and uh, I try to be, let's say, really explaining in a really simple way. Uh, I want to separate like the designer from the engineer like the designer has of course must when you follow design process you must talk with the engineer that's in, absolutely because let's say uh, it depends of course by the project uh, but sometimes uh, when you have to draw i'm talking about uh, interior you have a kind of regulation to follow that means you will have a package and in this package, you have to build the structure of the interior. That it doesn't mean it's just styling. 
but also you can make some innovation and try to make some uh, put some innovation inside. I'm talking about the interior because my focus is interior. And also we don't need to forget that in interior of cars, so a person must be inside. So you need to think everything around the human being. But uh, let's also focus on about exterior. Exterior, you have a kind of package given by uh, the project basically is an engineer decide, for example, where the engine should stay. So I cannot decide, but of course I'm, I'm, I have to bring some solution around this package. I have to like make a address, but I cannot say, or again, I don't say that's only styling because you can also think about like solution, uh, as you said, you can find many solution about aerodynamics or many other things. I mean, you have, a, if the project is really open, the designer will create something really beautiful. Of course, sometimes there are limitations and we have to follow. But also this is a challenge because the most important challenge is make something that is, let's say, nice and also functional. Because, a, okay, but there is... The, is the objective. More like a dialogue because, for example, in the architectural process, the architect is the designer and everybody else needs to possibly work around this design you know like if um, you of course if you create something like uh, the pizza tower and the engineer says okay it's not possible to do it tilted at any chance you cannot do it but um, yeah it's like an interesting uh, process that you explained and um, do you do, do you get any skills or any lectures about how the manufacturing of the different parts work or this is also a too advanced phase and also i was curious like how to control these geometries because cars are not like like i mean there are some crazy buildings around the world but they not even the craziest building doesn't have i think the the if you take i don't know um a, a bumper of a car the the bumper itself has a way crazier shape uh, as i don't know uh any building so or yeah or the the any if you separate the different parts of the car they have very they're not regular geometry then very specific shapes so do you get to teach also how to control this let's say we i haven't uh really technical approach but i want to answer and you give me this open uh, a topic in my mind just i can give example for example you told me about the, the bumper uh, a designer can think about how can make an innovation in the bumper let's watch about in 2010 i just want to open uh, as an example i remember 2010 2013 Citroën made a car, the name is uh, C-Cactus, and uh, they have this kind of bumper that if you, they are made uh, to um, like limitate the, the touch with the other car. So it's kind of made of be, with soft material. And also it has a, also a cool design. I mean, that's the beautiful things. 
like this object is thinking, is processed, but also it has it has a is a nice project. There is a design inside. Is a design. There is a design process. So it was well thinked, and I think it was a collaboration between the engineering that can offer some solution and the designer can provide to all together to make something innovative that let's say it depends of course every time the place where if you are in a really uh, innovative place there is this kind and you have technical skills that's really important you, you of course you you more if you have in your mind that's really important but is not must be is not uh, uh, is not something must to follow uh, because sometime also you will learn inside the company if some company requests that maybe you need to have this approach but sometimes it's not necessary i mean until my experience uh, of now I, ha I haven't faced it too much that kind of stuff but of course it's important I don't say no, uh, because making uh, innovation a solution is really important in this kind of workflow, as you mentioned before. I understand. <clears throat> and um, like, uh, what was what was your final project? What did you design as a final graduation project? Uh, uh, what was your topic or what was your dissertation, if you want to call it that way? Uh, my project, it was with, um, I was an uh, intern in uh, Renault Design and uh, the thesis project, uh, it was about an object. Uh, let's say that's why that changed my brain because the project was a kind of car that uh, is not re a real car, it's the, a, micro, a micro vehicle, let's say, that the name is the Renault Twizy. I don't know if you haven't seen on the street, maybe sometimes uh, there are some, uh, and it's like an electric vehicle, a small vehicle for two person. It's like uh, really small, uh, designed for the city. And the project was to make the next uh, Twizy. The process was really interesting and also the work was really, nice because that's make me a different approach because i didn't design a sports car or uh, just a car I, I was designing an object that combi can combine the industrial design part with the car design part and that was really cool i mean that is kind of after that i'm really became interested in this kind of stuff uh, and I developed a lot of my lang design language in a kind of way. I always try, as you said before, I don't draw directly cars with four wheels. The final, so I make a lot of research about what will happen in the future, what we can imagine, how can be the future vehicle. And that was really interesting. So I really can say I was lucky to do a project like that. And also it was thrilling to make uh, to me, internship in Renault, because it was my dream. Uh, like it was fun that two years before I had on my desktop the image of uh, the Renault Twingo, the, the, the sketch of this kind of designer. And then I was in Renault and I was, wow, I'm with the designer. He designed the car and two years before I had the, his, uh, the wallpaper and that was, wow, that's amazing. 
it was a kind of realization of a dream. I'm, I'm curious, um, how did you find this internship? Uh, at what point and um, yeah, okay. where, where did you need to go to, to the, for the internship? No, it was strange. Let's say our university, it was uh, in that year, it was making a kind of experiment. They decided that the every people, every everyone uh, has to make a, a personal thesis project. And uh, of course, there was a group thesis project. So we had two thesis projects, basically. The group one it was sponsored by one design company, design car maker. So everyone was doing like a project working that uh, company. So everyone was and um, the pre the personal one was like an experimentation. So you have you have to find a company, you have to propose yourself, and <laughs> find uh, and then they can sponsor you and you can follow a kind of uh, process. And uh, I had this possibility because there was a guy uh, the year before me, uh, he was uh, in uh, my university. Uh, he was uh, doing internship in Renault. Uh, I asked to him, uh, I would love to make thesis degree project for Renault. Is there any possibilities? He say, okay, I give you the contact. So he make me contact with uh, this guy that his name is Luciano Bobe. Uh, and is uh, uh, at the time he was uh, he was a design manager in uh, the R&D studio of uh, Renault Design. Uh, and I had a kind of possibility. I send uh, my staff, I propose myself, he accepts. So we started the, the, the degree project. It was really interesting because uh, you approach your approach is not only like uh, is already you are approaching with a company with a car maker that it was like completely different to make the project in your university and for me it was interesting after that i had also possibility to have internship and i developed my degree project and uh, it was really interesting because they offered me the possibility to have internship there and i say wow i should go immediately <laughs> but did you go to to france and <laughs> which or where did you yeah i went to france for six months at the renault headquarters in, it was amazing in which city in which city is that uh, the studio is located uh, 30 kilometers far from paris and the city is Guyancourt. Um, and uh, yes, it was amazing because it was my first experience. Even though it was France, you really find a lot of problem. I mean, uh, because you are in France, you are not in Italy. It was really my first experience, my first internship. Everything was like, wow, from, ha from the university in one day, I was boom. In this uh, big headquarters with uh, like a lot of people walking around because it, it was a, like a city. Let's say it was a, like a city, Renault, the headquarters in Goyancourt. It was like, what? <laughs> of course, you are with what's happening here. But it was a nice experience. And per, on a personal level, did you have any cultural shock when you moved to France? Uh, like, was it difficult to 
I don't know, get friends with the locals because uh, there is a little bit of uh, a beef too between Italians and French people. And uh, um, I don't know. Uh, for example, for me, when I arrived in Germany, it was a little bit difficult because... Um, People are very different, you know, although it's just an hour flight away from, from Italy or one and a half, you land in a completely different language, completely different culture, people are a little bit more, in the beginning they're a little colder until they don't know you very well, then they get very friendly and in Italy everybody are friendly like right away and I don't know. Let's say the first period was really hard. I don't, so I mean... I can say thank you for making that experience, but it was really hard. But from one side, it was better to make experience like this, a really hard experience immediately. Then, uh, like if I never do this, I never maybe move to Japan. Never. So let's say the first three months, I was not with a lot of friends. I was not... But I made a lot of friends inside the studio. So I was hanging out with a lot of uh, guys of the studio that I still keep the contact with some of them because they are really brilliant. Uh, it's amazing, like the most talented people are the most humble people. I can't say that. They are, uh, there was a bunch of talent inside, uh, really nice person, nice people that can understand you are on internet are for far. And they were really available. So they say, Chris, uh, hang out with us. Don't worry, there is no problem. Was, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> wow, amazing. So just, it was like, also, I can tell you, my English was terrible. I arrived there and it was, wow. <laughs> I have to, le I, I learned everything. So it was, oh my God. But uh, were the people <laughs> international or mainly from France or with, was, no, how was um, the team? The studio was international, so I had possibilities to meet uh, people from several countries, but also the much, much more, I'm talking about the design area, is uh, a mix of uh, French and uh, foreigners. But I can say, my mo the most friends I keep friendship, they were for foreigners, for, uh, they're, they're foreigners. I meet people from uh, Russia, Belarus, uh, Hungary, um, uh, I don't remember, uh, Bulgaria, everywhere. Is, they, were every, they were so cool. China, Japan. It was amazing. It was amazing. And that, it was fun that, yeah. Yeah, it no, was keep fun going. That I, was, I was Italian and I can compare. Oh, wow, that's is how they think. So for me, it was everything new. For me, it was everything new. Uh, I can imagine. I can imagine also if it was the first long-term international experience abroad that it must have been interesting for you. And then you came back to Italy to complete your studies. Uh, and, and how long did you stay in Italy? And how did you find the job in, in Japan? How, this, how did you fin end up in Japan after this whole experience? I want to tell you this. Uh, more open. So I was finishing my study uh, because uh, the, the situation is uh, with this internship, I had to extend my degree term from uh, June to, to December. So I had to postpone my degree. And that was from uh, once I was a little bit of trouble because I back to touring. From once I was cool because I also had those possibilities to work uh, 
in some project as a freelance with a, with a Japanese designer in Turin. Uh, we had a project together and it was an interesting experience. So like immediately I fit the internship, I was already doing this. And same time I was doing the degree project, finishing the degree, preparing for, uh... but at that time there was a thing, these things, Renault cannot hire me. Uh, there was no possibilities at that moment. So also they, there was a bit crisis. It was around 2014, end of 2014. It was a strange period. I start, but, and then I start to say, okay, I will, I have to send my portfolio everywhere. It's, but my mindset was to stay in Italy, honestly. So I sent to design studio in Italy. So the problem was I still didn't have the degree and uh, I made the interview before and they say to me, let's wait for your degree. And then we start maybe the process. Yeah, and I can tell you when I call it back at again, oh, we are the we are the, someone other. No, Chris, we don't need you. Thank you so much. That was a problem because I was uh, in Turin finding uh, an opportunity. So I found an opportunity. I continue to stay in Italy. I worked some for uh, four or five months in a design consultancy studio. I work for Chinese brand, Russian brand uh about car it was car design and also i worked not only in cars but also in truck design that was really amazing because truck design is already another knowledge you need, need to think more about the, is a kind of industrial and car design processing together is a mixing of everything and uh, it's really cool it was really cool it was amazing that i say oh in the future i say to myself oh if i found also truck design i will go for sure uh, something like that. Then what's happened? I left this company because it was a little bit, uh, there was many trouble, let's say, and, uh, it was not something I was looking for. I stopped the job for a while. I was teaching assistant in my university. And meanwhile, I was teaching assistant. That was good. Also, that was another super experience because you can understand how the teacher the how the the effort of the teacher so you mean when you are student you just think that the teacher is oh no he's talking a lot oh, blah 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 he's just criticizing my design no he's making a lot of effort to you and that's it was really i learned a lot from this experience um after and also meanwhile there was a situation uh, i start to continue to send my portfolio everywhere because i say i want to in the car design industry, I start to say to myself, oh, Chris, uh, Italy, maybe in this moment, there is not the good condition. Why don't you try everywhere? So after that, there was this proposal to go to Japan. I had, there was the funniest things because there was, you can, I had possibilities. There was two different company, one to go to Japan and one to go to China. And uh, I, I decided to go to Japan and I never been in Japan. So I like, let's jump, let's go, let's try. The, we made the interview, we made a, all the process and then uh, I jumped. I jumped into this adventure. But did you apply to someone that was in Italy and then they sent you to Japan or did you apply directly to Japan? And how did you do the, like, did they do some online interviews with you? 
and also what was the visa problems that you needed to solve to go to Japan because I guess as someone from Europe to go to Japan you need to like apply for visas and things like that was that hard like it was not hard it was long process let's say if uh, difficulties for visa was not really problem i mean uh, visa for japanese was one of the most easy project the, the, the um, process most long process was more of organize everything like contract uh, uh, every like prepare everything to leave it was the most more most difficult things uh, i didn't felt too difficult it's just i wait a lot i wait almost six months to since i received the first time proposal to the uh to the leaving to japan and uh... Uh, it was a long long it was a bit long and uh, how did you do the interviews online? Like they, you just ah. send your papers and you, the interview were online? No, no, no. I forgot to say, sorry. The company is a, co a Chinese company in Japan. So I went for an interview in China. <laughs> it was amazing. It was my first international flight. I fly uh just to make the interview so it was like three days i fly interview go back it was crazy it was crazy and did you need a visa for that and uh how... yes 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 uh and the the visa process uh for when, when a time before corona and everything get the visa the visas at, because basically you get the not the visa for business it's really basically easy because you are going, you have the invitation letter from China, they give it, and then is everything easy to do. Uh, of course, now it's much more difficult to did, <laughs> in this moment if you wanna. Yeah. Did you, you want to do like that? Did you get the flight at least paid from the company or you needed to spend uh, your own no, money? No, that, that moment, no, that moment the company paid that for me. Ah, so it was it actually was, nice, like you were... Yeah, yeah, it was cool, it was cool, uh, because they show you all the facilities, they, they show me everything, it was really interesting, it was really interesting. Also, because it was my first fly, like that, hour fly from Italy to, to China, it was crazy. But thanks to that, I made this experience, because before I never do that. How when you visit the facilities in China, like I don't know if you can say at which, I mean at which company you were. Um, how was your experience compared to what you knew about from Renault? Like, was it very similar? Was it more advanced? Was it? Uh, let's say is uh, compared with the other uh, is kind of work. Let's say something work in progress. When I joined to this company, I joined because there was the work, the, the, it was like the kind of interest to make something advanced. That's why I joined. But of course, I, when I, I was there, I can say this, it was kind of shocking for me. First of all, I visited the factory and the number of cars they produce just for one model 
there was this screen and there was thing was like six different models and 1000 car per day of every model that is kind of number if you calculate for one year so it's a kind of crazy number crazy crazy number uh compared to europe <laughs> i mean uh, is kind of how much produce and also it was crazy when i visit the factory they say wow you we are here and they point me you are here and then you see this big model like i feel like a, a ant really really small really oh i say wow it's so big and so crazy the the things is uh in China, there is a lot of thrilling and uh, I, I add this, sorry, it's a bit out of topic, uh, but I want to share this. It's amazing what in China there is, the situation about car design is crazy. How much they produce productivity capacity and that's it. Of course, they still, there is still kind of keep missing about design taste. Uh, that's the challenge of the designer now, finding a kind, of, which is the next design language for the Chinese customer. That is something we will uh, know maybe in uh, 10 years, 15 years, five years, I don't know yet. But there is also the issue that they don't, that they don't mind to copy like things because uh, I mean, uh, I remember once there is this famous um, Top Gear, uh, Top Gear episode, where they go to China and pick some Chinese cars, and there were so many that were basically copies of I don't know the smart car or some BMW or things like that. Is there is is there a change in that orientation that they start producing their own models and I don't know. They, are they trying to yes. to uh, attack uh, foreign markets also? Because of course these copies they're okay for China, but I don't think they're gonna be sold anywhere else. Exactly. But about copy, I want to say the situation is changing a lot. I mean, there are a lot of company they design to build their design. I mean, they are creating their design language. And I can say the level is increased a lot. I'm really surprised. There are some companies I can mention, like uh, if you can, like Neo. Neo is making something that is really all, all, all uh, something over the design. It's not only car design. It's a kind of process about everything. They are in, in they are studying everything, and also it's kind of feeling that you don't. That is not only for Chinese market, but also in the future, that car can be easily sold in um, in uh, Europe or in uh, America. It's like can let's say uh, the most representative brand about phone in this moment. I'm talking about Chinese phone like Huawei or uh, Oppo. Some car maker are doing the same in the same way for soon they will come to Europe, but they will not come with a copy of copy. They will come with their own original design. Uh, that is changing. I think there is a positive change. And uh, it will be like that because at the end, you will never buy 
a copy of a copy in the other market. Maybe in China could be this situation will never, uh, we don't know, maybe we don't stop, but maybe also generation mindset will change and they were looking for, for something that is not copy, but something original. Uh, and, and then that's happened. So it will be, I, I, I think it will be a nice future, a nice future. And that's it will be interesting and challenging, not only because also European brand, American brand, they will follow and they will watch them. And they will, it's, a, it's like for when Koreans be started, it's the same process, just the China is pretty bigger. <laughs> slightly, slightly bigger. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And um, and okay, I guess that the interview which you participated on was um, was successful because now you're living in Japan. Um, how was when you arrived in Japan? I guess there was a big cultural shock, no? Because um, I mean, I can imagine that Japan, uh, if France was different, Japan everything is, is way more different, I guess. So. What were the difficulties uh, personally and uh, work-wise also? I don't know if there were any. Let's say experience is super amazing. I mean, uh, especially the for the first year and a half, I was, uh, sometimes I was walking around Tokyo or Yokohama, which I live, I live in Yokohama. And I was uh, watching these big buildings and say, wow, but really I'm in Japan? I was, for me, was still not realizing that I was in China. Hey, sorry, in Japan. Uh, and it was crazy. I mean, uh, it was a really the first year and all. I really was uh, without too much thinking. and But after two years, three years, you start to realize how difficult it is here. So it's not easy. Like many people say, oh, wow, you are in Japan. Wow, you are that school. Or, I say yes, but many people say, oh, I visit Japan and uh, it's cool. The people are respect. I say yes, but try to live. Live is different than make uh, uh, a travel. Travel, you will see just a face, but life and con contest of work here is really hard. There is the culture of the, the, the overtime job. There is this culture of pyramidal scheme. I cannot hide this it's normal and i don't criticize it's something that here works like that like uh, in here it works like that you are a designer you are 10 years in design company and you're still a designer uh, there is possibility to grow but uh, after three four years i feel uh, mm, yes and no it depends, of course, uh, which company you're working for and where are you stay. Is a, but after three, four years, uh, you really realize a lot of different issue. Uh, the the shock part is like, uh, I mean, you have to be really. Sometimes I'm Italian and uh, I'm really, let's say, free to think. Sometimes it's difficult. Uh, here many there are many rules there is every strict but i'm not crazy science we i have to accept because japan is japan is the same as in italy that is important 
uh, and that's also understood that it might possible my future will be not here even though uh, i respect everything i mean uh, at the end uh, it's nice but you you face a lot of problem after two three years because the first two years you don't notice you just enjoy you visit place you eat different food uh, you make uh, for me everything uh, many people say oh you're facing different food where is the problem i love it so i had these possibilities to try many things to travel see ta- different things going to the culture that is crazy sometimes it's completely opposite how they how they think the people here and uh that's the maximum things I can say. Is there is there something that you like um, personally have found out in the Japanese culture that you will take away with you no matter where you go? Because, for example, no matter where you go, like even in Germany, when I arrive here, you in the in the beginning, as you said, it's difficult because the first period of time it's nice because everything is new, but after generally this this period of time when you move abroad lasts around a year and then you know your daily life starts being your daily life and you don't um you don't see it anymore as something new you see it as your daily life you you have your problems you have uh, your life and but unconsciously you get um somehow uh changed by the the local culture because you live in this environment and maybe some pieces of this culture remain into you no matter where you go is there something of the of the japanese culture that you think okay this thing i really think it's a valuable um part of the culture and i will i'll keep it with me because i i appreciate it i like it let's say I take one things, let's say, I, I, I'm glad to come to Japan because there is one part like uh, here is really, there is a lot of order. Everything has a order. Everything has a schedule. Everything is planned. I don't take 100% of this because I'm absolutely, my mind is completely opposite. But I can say I will take with me these parts. I can say that is something uh, I learned and uh, I love it. Uh, so I don't want to take 100% because it's crazy, but let's say 50%, I will be already okay. Because I'm a kind of people that doesn't have order, doesn't have schedule, doesn't have anything. <laughs> but this is important. Having a schedule, fixing, for example, I learned a lot from this. And this is something that unconsciously, unconsciously you do. Yes. Uh, even though I prefer to be myself, uh, because sometimes I see many people, a lot of foreigners, they became really strict, but I see inside of them, they suffer. I don't want to be like that. Um, also, I don't like one things. Many people say to me, I have to survive in Japan. Come here. I want to live my life. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's good. And I don't want to say I want to survive. I want to live my life. 
even though there are there were there was a lot of especially this year last year 2020 it was really hard it was one of the hardest year in my life but at the end it was a great experience that also i grew by myself and i learned a lot and that's of course parties order and parties also this country give me something i cannot say uh nothing i cannot say something oh i hate this no i don't have anything it's just there is the pro the, the pro and the, the the good things and the bad things yes as everywhere and and work-wise what did you learn like uh, in this experience uh, let's say this was your like um so to say second uh, big experience uh, or third big experience because you have lower work at renault then in Italy at the consultant uh, companies, and this is like uh, now working officially for a car company. Um, professionally, what did you learn? And um, maybe something that you have discovered in this experience or what What are your takeaways from this experience? Uh, I faced a lot with uh, the different design process. Let's say it, European design process is almost similar. In France is in one way, in Italy is another, but they are almost similar between them. Japan is completely different. Let's say uh, also Asian workflow is completely different from European. And uh, so if you are European and really creative, can be a pro because uh, I can say sometimes I feel uh, I feel around people are super creative architecture, super creative stuff. But sometimes I feel, uh, wow, why the designers there doesn't express this creativity like this architect or this? That's is a bit lack of things I feel in this current moment in Japan. Uh, and I hope the future, next future uh, designers, which I know I have a lot of free Japanese friends, the young generation already are doing much better than the old generation. But I think this is also connected with economical system, uh, pe period of uh, uh, life, because in the past, Japan was in the 19th, Japan was one of the, was the third world country about economical financial, so everything was good. So it's also like uh, maybe when you are in a good condition, you you are less hungry, let's say. Uh, I can say, for example, compared the, in China, there is more hungry people. In uh, Europe, uh, so, so, so when the, the, the system is good, you feel less hungry. And I feel that. And I'm someone that is really hungry, basically. I want to learn day by day. And I became hungry since I started to join Japan. And I became, I want more, I want more, I want more. It's like, I don't know, just to describe. Have you seen, um, just for example, in Matrix, when Neo is learning all the uh, karate, uh, when he's learning all the karate uh, stuff, I was like this. Suddenly, it was in my brain, please put put me more i want more it's like this and it's not lovely about that that's why from one side i say thank you for this because i express i open a lot my creativity it was a boost even though 
sometimes with the, facing with people, sometimes facing with the old generation designer, it's a little bit tough because um, sometimes it's different to face because I'm, I feel young designer still young, even though I'm 28. And you face with more experience than they, it's really difficult sometimes to face. And also you have a different culture, culture. I understand. And um, you said you were like hungry for more. Are you hungry for more knowledge and for more design skills? Or do you have any career goals personal? Like, um, is there for you any dream, dream position or dream achievement you want to, to achieve? That's a nice question because uh, now this world is changing a lot. I'm talking about design. 10 years ago, maybe you dream, oh, I want to design cars for this and that. But I feel like uh, I want to just be a good designer that if I have the possibility in the future to draw, let's say, to say, wow, I draw this interior. Wow, I draw this car just for my personal uh, <laughs> Ob object but we don't know yet like uh, it for this kind of things needs also time and it's uh of course uh, isn't like i'm not i will be not the designer you work as a team but be part of a team uh, of a team will be great great and i hope also soon uh, to find like uh, for me it's more like to find the good company that i can fit my design philosophy uh that doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean I have a dream company. Importance is uh, there will be in the future a nice place to make a good project. It's like that's my dream place now. Before it was like more I want to work for a brand. Now it's changed a lot my mind. What what in uh, what in your understanding is a good project? What do you think it's a what what do you mean by saying a good project? Good project for me means a place which you can uh, think about what you draw. Means before to draw something behind that, that a good design needs to be a good concept. Like you have time to think about what is a, a good concept, a good project, and you have also time to draw and sketch, make the idea work with a work with a team that can have the same maybe uh, point of view and then you can create something beautiful because in a more in most of the place you will find uh, some people you will agree some people no it's okay it's no, normal no but finding something like this i think will be the magical still i think i'm a bit dreamer no it's like the magical things and after that, you have like this kind of cool issue that you have an object that is thinked and not just is made for making number in production just because that company needs to sell, but just something that can satisfy the people and then can be useful. You can be a usage for the customer and not just is just another production stuff that you just need for oh i want to just buy a car because this is cheaper no i hope that in the future someone can buy a car because it, there is a maybe there is no 
only can be cheaper, affordable, but also can be a good project behind, a good shape. And uh, people can be, can say, oh, I want to, I want this. Uh, and not only for express the ego, maybe there is something useful inside that you can utilize. I hope to find this kind of things. You, you know, you, in the future we'll be out. No, oh, sorry. You, you mean like uh, because just to understand better, like you mean that, for example, yeah. some car companies they would design something that it's not that good looking, but they know it's easy to produce. Um, some other car companies will design something that is just beautiful but not useful just so that people think it's cool and you want to find the sweet spot in between where you design something that's useful but in the same time beautiful it's like the dream of every car designer i think yes and, and what do you think what do you think because you you talked about a lot about the innovation about this world is changing the car industry uh, the car design is changing. Uh, what do you think it can be something useful in the future? And what are the directions where we're going? And yes, what what do you think? What are your what is from your personal experience, from what you research, from what you you're in the industry? What are your views on the future? If I can answer a little bit out of the box, I will give you my answer. So. I always image uh, a future that uh, the object car is well integrated, maybe with house or uh, well integrated with uh, something. So the, the, the future will be not like we are just not thinking about the car, but what is around this car? That is really cool. I mean, it's thrilling me. Like, oh, can be something uh, with autonomous driving. Oh, that's cool because you can think about a lot of things. Autonomous driving in the future, you can drive a car, you can design a car that it has in the interior part. You can design, it depends, let's imagine, you can design something that uh, has a, a room. You, you are kind of have a living room inside. Of course, we need to have a, a, a system for that. But that's just an image. And that's just the next challenge. How the future will change? The future will change in this direction. There will be not only cars with four wheels, but there will be like they will become more like object, or more like your house will be your home, your car, uh, or uh, uh, there will be many, many infinite solution, infinity. Uh, Yes, like this. Like a lot of many, many multiple solutions. Yes, yes. sorry. Uh, well, if I can imagine that the future is like electric, um, you have basically this very flat base where the batteries are. You will have the motors directly on the wheels because I guess that um, cars, electric cars, have like each wheel has sort of electric motor that uh, moves the wheels. And then if you have this autonomous driving efficient system, then you can use this, um, this th what we now imagine as a car will look, can look very much different because you don't need anymore the whole part of the engine in front or in the back. You will need, you will have sort of a capsule 
inside which I don't know maybe when traveling instead of seeing it like a You can do, I don't know, you can uh, sleep, watch movies, uh, I don't know, do whatever. Like if you scale it up, you can just like be in your living room and traveling. <laughs> it can be crazy. You, yes, you are completely, I completely agree on your image. That's really like what I feel. But already, if you just watch the current electric car, the shape are completely different because the uh, the package how the electric battery are uh, the position of electric battery for example can put can be put in the middle of the car in this current mode in this current moment and the platform change different platform can allow different shape and from this will be a new challenge and also cool because we are talking about now but in the future with the increasing and the changing of the uh, technology we will have something as you say we have capsule we will have a lot of different uh, things yes yes and that's is uh, it's a really challenging and it's really thrilling uh, for for me <laughs> i mean when you now see also an electric car on the streets it looks uh, different already because you don't have all this uh, airflow airflow grids and stuff like that which you need for a engine with a combustion uh, in interior combustion so it's it's uh, already the shape they're starting to to change and uh, play with it so it's um, it's going to be it's it's going to be interesting and um, so what are Do you do you have any uh, short-term uh, personal career goals uh, where you want to move next? What you want to learn more? You you mentioned that there is like uh, designers that are more focused on the interior or on the exterior. Uh, what do you? What what is your focus now? On which which kind of projects you want to work? Can I say in these four years I was interior designer, so I would love to continue this uh, path. I would love to follow this path. Uh, I mean, interior car design because uh, I'm talking about concept. I'm more conceptual in uh, interior car. Uh, I can express much better, and I have fun. When you have fun on something, you need to continue. <laughs> It's like this, but if in the in the future there will be a company and they say chris we need you as an exterior i say i can accept the challenge is not for me everything is like a challenge and as a short term for me is uh, honestly i don't want to go back to italy now i think uh, even though there is corona and i'm really sorry because sometimes i would love just to go back and stay with my parents that is really important But I feel uh, in this moment uh, there are a lot of thrilling experience to do, for example, in China or in America, in United States. Even though now United States has a little bit difficult to get the visa, it's not really easy. Uh, I, and uh, I can say they, there is a lot of movement for designer. I think, I don't know in as an architect if there is the same, uh, but I can say many designers are moving worldwide. I mean, when the corona finish, I think this is will happen. 
also a lot of fresh young students will uh, move a lot. I almost every time suggest to move to the people and learn because uh, really I'm, I, I'm uh, glad to have experience uh, in Japan, but it's not about for success in the work, but in success in the life experience. And uh, yes, the short term will be like this, continuing to move somewhere. <laughs> I mean, architects generally move from where there are no jobs to where there are some jobs. But uh, yeah, there, there is a lot of movement also worldwide. Some people move across Europe. Some people go to places like Dubai or um, they go a lot in Indonesia and parts like that of the world, wow. Australia. Um, but um, it's a little bit different because it's regulated. You know, you have to have a permit to to design. So you'll be working for someone, but it's possible. It, it a lot of people, uh, you know, like the beautiful part of architecture. And this is also one of the reasons I studied it, that people are the same everywhere around the world. They are pretty much the same size. And what changes is a little bit the climate and what changes are the local materials. So, but the shape of the buildings, um, like the, you know, you, you know yourself, like the, the anatomy of a person and the ergonomics are the same so so it's uh, pretty much the, you can work it any anywhere there are people anywhere. um in in the last few i want to to conclude our conversation in the last um, in the last few weeks in the last few months uh, we're trying to collect uh, a big pot of the different uh, inspiration uh, inspirations for our guests uh, when you when you need inspiration, is there some uh, place, song, movie, book, or website that you like to to enjoy? What do you what do you what is your inspiration? Where, where do you find inspiration? I can tell you, there is one place I really love in Tokyo. First of all, I love to walk in Tokyo. Sometimes I take my bag, I take my sketchbook. I take my pen, I go around Tokyo just to walk, I stop in a coffee and I start to, if I have inspiration, if I'm really full of energy, I start to draw. But another place that I really love, there is this bookstore in Tokyo. The name, is, the location is Dankayama and all of my friends say me, uh, I mean, is a place that I really love. And it's like when you are sad, the lack, lack of inspiration, I go just there. There is a beautiful section about car design and I watch car design. But sometimes I'm bored of car design. I start to watch fashion design. I start to watch architecture. I start to watch everything because it's like, oh, okay, I can get inspiration from, from architecture. I can get inspiration from here for that. I, there is not only one field. Sometimes you, I just spend hours, for example, in cooking, in uh, the cook, the cook stuff, food stuff. Wow. I'm amazed. Uh, and then I have new inspiration for my sometimes private project or sometimes also this is still in your mind that you use maybe at work. Why not? That's cool. <laughs> that is the coolest things. Yes. So this is a good tip for people who are visiting uh, Japan and Tokyo. And what thing that uh, I don't want to forget is uh, that you also have uh, your own podcast, which is more focused on uh, car design, right? 
Yeah, uh, yes. And uh, that's cool because we met through social and uh, we had this opportunity to talk and they talk about different argument. Yeah, I, I, uh, one year ago, I opened a CD podcast is the name of, of uh, my podcast is talk, we talk about I talk basically about card design, but I don't want to talk about only pure card design. I want to focus more on the people around, uh, talk about their concept, what they're thinking, if they have other uh, interest. Uh, let's say uh, I don't focus really on card design at 100% because I think after, a, 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 if you make many episodes, then it will be a little bit boring. It's like fun to have many different point of view and see that also car designers as, as a life. So I also as, a, as architect, architect and creative people. That is really important. The meaning of this talking is that show to the people that there is no behind, behind a, an artist, behind an architect, behind a designer. There is a people with a lot of big sensibility and also with a big talent. Uh, a lot of people I met all over the world, they have talented not only in their field, in their job, but a multi-talent. And that's super beautiful. And then you have a, lot, a big passion because like in your case, uh, you said yourself that in the beginning you weren't the most talented guy in the school, but you were very motivated and you spent hours and hours on working on your passion and with work you can, you can achieve uh, the results you want. So this is also a very important, um, important side of the whole thing. Uh, so where, where can people listen to this podcast on which platforms and where they can find more about you online on social media or websites? Uh, about the podcast, I have the page on Instagram and uh, also it's possible to listen on Spotify, uh, Google podcast, uh, let's say the most important uh, page but of course you you can find easily on the podcast there is the link in bio and then there is the connection so it's still a, a really it's a let's say my funny side project so it's still in continuous evolution and uh, of course you, you can also find my drawing uh, i have another page the name is design for breakfast because it was my old blog about car design and uh, is on instagram because I also sometimes uh, like to show my drawings to public. So why not? There are many, many people I say, why not? And sometimes I put my, uh, in that page, I put my challenge, my contest. Uh, there are a lot of things. And also you can find me on LinkedIn. So if you have some people uh, have some question, I'm uh, open. <laughs> I will be I will be adding all these links in the description of this podcast so that people yeah. can just scroll down and, and find you. Uh, I want to thank you very much for your time. Uh, we managed to do it despite the distance and the time difference. And yeah. it was uh, very interesting to discover this new field. You're our first guest uh, from the car design world. So thank you very much, Chris. Thank you. And you're welcome to come back anytime you want. Thank you so much for everything. I'm really glad. I enjoyed a lot. And uh, it was a good opportunity to have the point of view with a different field that sometimes is really rare. And I'm really glad of that. So thank you. And I hope this podcast can continue because the project is really cool. I love it.
I'm listening your episode. I'm uh, like since I met you now, slowly I'm listening all your episode, and I suggest to everyone to continue to listen. Thank you. Really good. Thank you. Have a have a good evening. Yeah. Thank you too. <laughs> Hey friends, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You've been amazing. Before we go, I just want to remind you that if you want to support us, you can just go on the creativeinsider.com where uh, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter or you can follow us on our social media channels which are Instagram at TCI Podcast or the LinkedIn page, The Creative Insider. Uh, by doing this, you will have a bigger social media presence, which always looks attractive to more and more important guests. And so this is very fundamental. And if you really love what we do and you want to help us doing a better production, just click on the Patreon link below where you can support us with the wished amount of money you think it's okay for you. Uh, it's a monthly subscription, but you can cancel anytime. So thank you very much and have a good week, guys. Bye-bye.